Hey, this is the Mid-Atlantic Moneymaker, Ronnie Davall Jr., and you're listening to the Three Count Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you out that mountain called wrestling. And by now, after our 200 and, you know, something episode, y'all just should be saying it with me, right? I am your Sherpa, because like your tribal chief, acknowledge me. But more importantly, just like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me. It's about Who's entering the ring? So who's entering the ring today? He is a manager. He is a worker. He is also a debut in Maryland being told, like, you know, hey, sometimes you may have to slow your roll down. But you can find this man, more importantly, at Classic Pro Wrestling. He is the man, the myth, the legend, Ronnie Davault Jr. Brother, thank you for having me. That intro was just great. <laughs> Batman, I appreciate it. Yo, I'm hyped, though, man, because, like, you know, we even kind of traded communications back and forth. Um just trying to get stuff figured out. But I'm super hyped to have you on the show because, you know, one place that I do want to be at someday, hopefully here in the future, is Virginia and to be able to work because I know, like, the crowds there are very different than a lot of the other areas that uh, that be around. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Virginia's a little, a little wild. Uh, you know, I, I tried to have you once, but weather didn't, you know, weather didn't want to do what it was supposed to do. So... You know, things happen, and uh, I had to make that decision to cancel the show, and that sucked, but, you know, I had to do what was best for everybody, so. Yeah, it is wild, too, because, like, there, weather, like, I don't think a lot of people realize, like, how much weather really influences, like, how a show goes, right? Especially if you have, like, a vinyl tarp. Like, right. it is one of, like, I love certain places, but vinyl, vinyl is not something to be wrestling on. No, no not at all. Not at all. Or like the ropes get really wet whenever like there's dew or even just any kind of moisture on there. And like any kind of like athletic rope move that you thought you could hit, you're not hitting that. (laughs) Oh, no. Let me tell you, I went to a show in 2013 in Virginia and the Barbarian was wrestling. Now, it's outside. It's at a fair. Pouring down raining. The Barbarian's literally slipping and sliding during the match, because it's pouring out raining, and they decided to keep the show going. So I'm not going to risk any of my guys getting hurt. Um, and unfortunately, at the time, we were only running outside, you know, events. So I'm not going to take that risk. No, and that's very much appreciated, because then what you end up doing is you build up more camaraderie uh, with, with the talent and stuff when they get hyped. And then when you come back and run, they're really just ready to kill it for you, like, twice as hard before, yeah. because... I love it though, and it is cool. And I, I always remember like, uh, Sicken was like, "Bro, I think this show's gonna get canceled." And I was like, "Nah." And then like, <laughs> not even like an hour later, the message came out, and Nick was like, "Told you." I was like, "Shut up." <laughs> yeah, I called him a couple days before, and I was like, "So, hey, brother, uh, what time do you plan on leaving on Sunday?" He's like, "Like eight or nine a.m." I'm like. Okay, then I have to make a decision really early because I don't want you to leave at eight o'clock in the morning and then get down here and show starts at three. I have to cancel the show at 12 p.m. You're already on the road. Like, I'm not. And then that also, that same show, I had a guy driving from Tennessee. Um, mm. So that's 13 hours for him. 
So I was like, well, if this guy gets down here, drives 13 hours, he's and he doesn't, you know, get to work, he's probably going to beat me up. So let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're definitely 100% on that. It's one of those things where it's like, you don't want to make like the wrong decision. So you have to kind of caution on the side of, you have to err on the side of caution, you know, and then, because I think like, it was like a Saturday that you had, had canceled up that show. And it was yeah. like, I, uh, then... I, um, I got a lot of, I, I'm not gonna lie. I got a lot of backlash about it. Um, I was told by a lot of people that in, in my circle that I trust that I should have waited until Sunday morning. And I understand what they're saying. The weather could change, you know, um, but like I said, I have people driving from different states. It's not like the like me. The the venue from uh, from my house is literally ten minutes. Mm. So you know, it's not me driving ten minutes. It's guys driving thirteen hours. They're driving three hours. So yeah. it is what it is. I'm not gonna please everybody. You know, that's part of this whole business. So. Yeah, it is one thing is that you're always dealing with like a lot of different personalities, especially like coming from all over. And then just even within the state, too, because we have some of those guys that'll be like, hey, yo, thanks, you know, great looking out for the talent. And then you have other people who are just like, nah, you should just ran. And yeah. uh, you, you know, it's one of those things where if you try to please everybody, you can't please anybody. So kind of just have to take some shots on the chin and just kind of keep it moving. Yep, keep on going. But more importantly, we were just talking about it off air, and then we'll, we'll bring it on air too. Uh, you recently just got kicked in the face by Moose. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was a uh, that was a fun experience. Um, I thought Moose was a nice guy um, at first. We had lunch together; it was great, um, and then he kicked me in the face. So, um, but no, C three W called me up and allowed me to. Uh, make my manager debut there uh, with a good buddy of mine, Ivan Ali, um, on his birthday of all days. So he got to he got to be in the main event against Moose. Uh, Ivan Ali is the C3W Super Heavyweight Champion. Mm. Yeah, I think I got that right. Yeah, C3W Super Heavyweight Champion. So, you know, I got to hang out with my buddy and help celebrate his birthday and help him get a victory over Moose, and then I got kicked in the face. So, <laughs> you know, it all it, it all worked out. It all worked out. See, he got he got an awesome birthday present and retained his title. You got kicked in the face, but y'all came out happy. <laughs> we, you know, we did. We came out happy and victorious, and that's all that matters. So, as a promoter, like, what are like one of the things that you're looking for as far as talent goes? Like, what? Yeah, what's that thing that you're looking for? So, a lot of different things. Um, now we're in the age of. Everybody's doing the the flip flop, the you know the the high spots. Um, I'm okay with some of that. Um, I try to keep it more wrestling, more professional wrestling, um, storytelling. Um, look like a wrestler. Don't uh, like don't don't look like a backyarder. Like I and I hate to say it like that because a couple of my friends are backyarders and they're probably going to get offended by this. But at the same time. Triple H is not going to sit there and go to somebody's backyard and look at somebody, but he'll come to an actual wrestling show, you know, and look at somebody. Um, professionalism. If, if I book you, I would hope that you would show up on the time that I, you know, that I asked you to show up um, or at least say, Hey, I can't make it at this time. You know, this is the time I can make it. I did have a guy 
not going to say his name. I did have a guy that I booked him, and uh, our show started at 4 o'clock. He showed up at 3.55. Call time was 1 o'clock in the same state, literally in the same state. So, um, Lisa say he'll never be booked again for me. Um, but you know, I just, just show up on time. And, and if I put you, cause I do all the graphics, I do social media, everything for CPW. That's all me. Um, so if I have the, the respect to put you on the poster or to, to, to just put you out there as one of my main guys, the least you can do is, is share the flyer, 30 second promo, something I have guys that I literally will put on the flyer. Nothing. They'll come, they'll get that envelope and that's it, you know? And some, some guys are, I don't know, all about their ego. So, but I try to keep it, you know, I want them to look like a wrestler and I want them to be able to tell a story because if I don't believe, I don't, I want somebody to be able to come to one of our shows and say, Hey, if they see our world champion in the bar, Oh, that guy's going to kick their butt. You know, like I don't want somebody that's going to look like he's a hundred pounds and, you know, so. No, I understand that. I think one thing that I love though, is this, I love when wrestlers like, and it's something I take value. I, I take pride in this as well. It's the, you create a world and then you have your character and then you can like tell that story with another character and you maybe never met before, right? Like, I know I recently, uh, I did a promo with uh, Invictus Pro Wrestling up in New Jersey. And I knew Diego. I never actually met him. But I was able to, like, kind of spin this story and then, right. like, build this whole world. And then, like, the funny part was is he ended up building his world. And like, we were able to, like, just mesh them together really, really well. And uh, it's a lot of fun when you get to, like, cut promos. So, I guess... When I'm looking at people who don't want to do promos, I'm like, why? That's like the best part. Well, next to wrestling, that's the best part is that you're in control of this whole entire character that you made and you get to tell this fun story behind the scenes or whatever you want to do with it. Like, exactly. It, I, I don't understand that. I really don't. It's literally 30 seconds to a minute. I don't I don't ask a lot. I'm not asking you to cut a five minute promo. I literally ask you for no more than a minute because I know. From experience, if I'm watching a promo, I don't want to listen to somebody blab for two minutes, three minutes, you know. Um, so I literally ask for a minute, a minute and 30 at the most. And and that's it, you know. And and if you can't do that, then why am I booking you? Right. So, I love it. I love it. Like, you've got to be able to. You've got to be able to. Do, like, and I agree. 90 seconds is probably the max that you should do. And, yeah. But if you can't, you can't get your like why you are going to beat this person up in 30 seconds or in a minute, uh, you know, maybe yeah. you, you don't just, yeah, just don't be talking at all. <laughs> yeah. And it's weird too, because like the world, like the world of wrestling is based on storytelling. So why would you not want to get your character, like the biggest platform that you can build? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. It, yeah. I don't know. Some, some guys are weird. I'm just going to leave it at that. Some guys are weird. <laughs> I think the other thing that you talked about too, right? And it, it was something I've talked about a few times actually on a couple of past episodes. Not that I'm trying to generate heat with any of my, my friends who can do these kind of things, but it's like I can do some of the high flying stuff too, but I prefer not to. And the reason why is because I feel like you could like I guess when I, I, I mentioned it and I know a lot of people kind of 
took flack for it. Or I took flack for it, but like I thought the 450 stopped being cool when I was able to hit it, right? And I'm talking about, and here's my age, 37 year old man doing a 450 splash off the top rope, and I was like, it's not really cool anymore to me because I'm able to hit it. Not that I would disrespect anybody else who can do it, but it's right. like. At this point, like, all right, it's off my bucket list. It's not something that I'm like trying to hit like every day, or it's not something I'm trying to hit. But if I if I'm an old man trying to trying to do it and able to do it, then why do I need to, you know, why do I think that move is cool? It's like so I like to look at other stuff and I'm like, all right, let me do some more ground based stuff. Cause I think tactically telling a story of like taking apart a body part or like injure you know injuring someone back or taking out like an arm i think that tells like a just as fun of a story as someone who's trying to hit a 450 splash off the top rope right i mean and see i'm not against booking like high flyers not at all because i have a cruiserweight division i do but my main focus is professional wrestling old school professional wrestling hence the classic pro um you know i'm trying to take it back to that old school day and 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 it's a, it's a work in progress. It really is. Um, I got a couple guys that I, I know for a fact can do it, but it's just, you know, getting all the ingredients and making sure everything comes out picture perfect. Yeah, I like it, though. And, and I do love, like, high flying. I do like seeing big spots. I'm not going to front. Like, I'm one of those dudes. I mark out when I see someone hit, I don't know, a Canadian destroyer as they're jumping out of the ring while another person's held up on the edge. I'm like, right. you know, I pop for that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, too, I'm like, I also pop for when I see someone like Brian Danielson, like working a wrist lock on the ground and, you know, someone like Daniel Garcia is trying to fight out of it. Like right, I, right. I love both sides of it. So yeah. I don't know. It's cool. But like I like, like I said, once like I was like, Oh, I can do that move. I'm like, mm, all right, check it off the bucket list. Cause that's not something I'm going to hit. But what brought you into the sport though? Oh, gosh. Um, well, so, I mean, I watched it growing up and, you know, I always loved it. The Rock, Stone Cold, all those guys, uh, Triple H, um, and sadly, John Cena. Um, but so originally I was in high school. I did a uh, yearbook. I did newspaper, all that stuff. And um uh, Big Time Wrestling, which I know does a lot of stuff with ACW and Nick, um, they came to to my hometown of Prince George, and they brought in Ric Flair. They brought in Ric Flair. And so I was like, oh, this is cool, because I've never seen Ric Flair in person. I mean, I've seen him at WWE shows, but I've never actually seen him in person. I was like, oh, well, I'm doing, you know, yearbook, so let me see if I can, you know, try to figure out how to work camera and, you know, do some ringside photography. And that worked out. Um, and then the promotion that I started going to when I was when I was 10 in 2007 was called Ground Zero. Um, and that was based out of Richmond, Virginia. And they ran from 2006 to 2000 and I want to say 2017. Um, and then they shut down. But I, I called up the guy, the owner, Dave McLeod. And I was like, hey, Dave, um, I'm not asking for any money. I'm not asking for anything. I said, I just want to do, you know, ringside photography and, you know, just get some experience and see what happens. And so I started taking pictures and they actually turned out better than I thought. Um, and then, of course, they shut down and I had to find somewhere else to go. 
but that's kind of cool way to get like get in because like you know like you said like you weren't really looking for anything you're just looking for like that one opportunity just to get some experience and stuff and to be able to like slide in take photos and just kind of see what you like and what you don't like and then just kind of build a company up based off of that that is still really cool to see yeah i mean it 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 all worked out um it really got me a lot of different roles um i did do ringside photography and then i ended up taking over their social media pages um because I also did social media for our yearbook and our uh, newspaper. Um, and then I became a backstage interviewer. Got a, they gave me a gimmick name, which was the worst gimmick name ever. Uh, Blake Blackstone. Blake Blackstone. Yes. I like it though. Uh, <laughs> looking back, you know, it was, it, it, now it's horrible. But at first I was like, oh, this is cool. I got a gimmick name. No, no, it's, it's crap. So no. No, but it, I mean, it was fun. It allowed me to do a lot of different things um, that I honestly never thought I would do because I never really thought about joining the business. I thought about, OK, just sitting at home watching it on TV and, you know, see whatever happens. No, that's cool, though. And, and as much as it's like you're trying to say, like, it's like a bad name. It, yeah, but it still works because this is a wrestling business. And let's be real, like all sorts of names get thrown out there and I we mean, just look at people like why <laughs> yeah i mean i don't understand i really don't and i'll still have guys like they'll come to the shows and they'll still literally call me that and i'm like do not call me that do not. <laughs> and, and some of these are fans and i'm like don't don't no don't call me that, don't do that. i'll literally give you your money back and tell you to get on your way <laughs> I, I i hate the name now i mean back then it was great and you know back then i bragged about it all that stuff but i was also like 16 17 years old at the time and like okay cool now I'm 25 and I'm like, no, I like my own name. Like my name. <laughs> nobody else has that name. Well, other than my dad, um, nobody else has that name. So, no. Well, that's like when I was going through and I was like trying to figure out like what my ring name was going to be. I guess for me, I, it's funny because like it was just it was never going to drift off of like where I've come from. So I was like, I was like with my first name being Clifford, I was like, yo, Everybody knew me as the big red dog. So I was like, are we just going to keep red dog? And we're just going right. to run it as far as we can <laughs> as well. It works. Right. I was like, yo, everywhere from like elementary to junior high, high school, college, the military, like, you know, getting out. I was just like, this is my name. I'm just going to run with it. And it's kind of like, a, I guess for me, it's more like a big F you to all the kids that used to bully me like back in school. But I was like, no, it's my name now. And now now everybody has to acknowledge it and call me by it. There you go. Red dog. <laughs> but uh, so seeing that you've been in the ring, you know, you took in a boot from, from Moose. I'm just wondering, have you ever taken, like, any bad bumps? And if so, what was the worst bump you've taken? So not in the ring. Um <laughs> so I've, I've took my bump card is very limited i'll put it to you like that um i've took a power slam um actually i've took two or three power slams um from triple fears kevin mears um and of course the big boot by moose but there was a there was a a match at one of our shows uh this past year where one of the guys, he was just, I don't know, he was knocked unconscious or whatever. So I was literally, it used to be my old tag team partner, um, Lil Lovin. And I was literally dragging him back. And this guy, he weighs 
more than I do. I don't know his actual weight, but he's a bigger guy. Um, so I'm literally dragging him back. And as I drag him back, I was like, oh, it's, you know, let's make it a comedy spot. Let's, you know, give something to people to laugh at. I'll fall and you'll fall on top of me. Well, I fell on my butt. Yeah. And it hurt on the ground, by the way, on the ground, the wet ground, solid wet ground. Um, I had a bruise, um, on my, on the side of my like lower back. And it was there for like a week just because I decided to try to be funny. And yeah, it got me a big old bruise on my side. So, you know, did the crowd at least pop for it? Yeah, they laughed, but I was like, you know, it better be worth it. And it was, I mean, they, 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 they enjoyed it. I mean, I've always, I've always been a heel. I've never been a baby face like ever. And I don't even know if I could be baby face um, because even, I, I think I tried once. And they just hate me, like literally just hate me. I did have, ooh, <laughs> speaking of that, um, so C3W this past weekend, I had an eight-year-old boy uh, dressed as Darby Allen. Now, I Moose went to do a, a shoulder tackle, and I, I tripped him, well, I, tr- I attempted to trip him. Eight-year-old boy behind me is like, oh, you tripped him, you cheater, you white cracker. I'm like, whoa, brother. I was like, whoa, brother. Okay. Eight years old. I'm like, oh, great. I must have did my job right then. We actually, it was so funny. So we were at, uh, we were at C3W and I say we as in me and Chaz, um, Chaz and myself. So we're at the show and we're, we're, we're working each other. And Chaz is the other half of this. He's, you know, one half of pure, well, one third of pure ignorance. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I came out first and I gave fives to everybody in the crowd. Right. And we were just kind of like, Hey, we don't really know who's playing heel. We don't know who's playing face. We're just going to kind of go out there and just kind of wing it. And then whatever happens, what just happens. So Chaz came out, he did his thing. He had his, his, uh, (laughs) the guy who made our, his track, uh, actually performed it live for him. Oh, okay. So he got, he got his, his rapper in there, his MCs going off. And like, yo, as the match is going on, I reach out and I see this little girl, right? And I reach out and I'm like, yo, tag me in. I was like, he's trying to choke me on the rope. And so she's reaching out. And uh, it was funny because, like, at the end of the match, like, we had walked off. You know, obviously the match is over. Mm. Chaz is walking down, like, to go go, go get, um, like, a slushie or something like that. And that little girl walked up on him and was like, hey, I didn't appreciate the fact you were choking my friend on that rope. She's like, when I get older, I'm going to take lessons. I'm going to beat your butt. And I was like, yo. <laughs> oh, that's great. That is great. And the, the best part was I was the heel. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's even better. Yeah. So I was like, I got I got over as a heel with a like a six-year-old. I was like, let's get it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so being that you've been in, and actually you said it perfectly, right? You've been a heel. Uh, most of your career who are your your five inspirational characters uh that made your character teddy biasi being one um obviously because of the old money thing um now oh gosh you know put me on the spot with this one <laughs> Tully blanchard actually uh, Tully Blanchard is actually a good friend of mine. I uh, actually, I try to 
talk to him at least once once a month. Um, so Tully, Million Dollar Man, huh? Huh? Oh, the Miz. Everybody hates the Miz. Like, <laughs> let me get on Miz level. I'm good to go. Like, everybody hates the Miz. Everybody hates me. Um, let's see who else. Huh? That's a tough one. I guess Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman's a uh, definitely a good one. Paul Heyman and whew, probably Bobby Heenan. I mean, so those, those are all great choices. Those like, five mixed up into one. I think the one thing too, like you, know, like Paul Heyman, it's wild because Paul Heyman is like he he's like his promo game has aged like fine wine like yes whether you want him to cheer you you want people to get over or you want people to hate that person like he can he can do it in one promo get everybody over and then just get everybody to hate him or get get him to hate like whoever he's representing whether it's you know the beast incarnate brock lesnar or the tribal chief but he's so good at it like I, it was uh, just for letting everybody know, right? So this would have been the SmackDown before Halloween. Like, he got Jake Paul over, and then, like, Roman just came in and just, just smack, killed this promo. I was like, I hate the fact that both these two are right here, like, just doing great work. And I'm like, promo hit. Paul's promos are just getting better. Every single time I see him, I'm like, man, even from his time in ECW, I was like, you can't can't knock it. No, the man has gotten so so much better, and that man is he can work some magic with a mic. Yeah, true artist painting, like just all over the place. It's crazy, and he puts you on like the greatest roller coaster ride, only to come at halting and crashing down. <laughs> like it's yeah. Yeah. I love because like one of my favorite promos from him was uh, CM Punk, right? And not even when C- it's when CM Punk left, and he was in Chicago. And he was telling this story about like the incredible odds of what it is to be a champion. And he's like, and then our champion, the voice of the voiceless, is not here. And the crowd just booed the shit. Right. <laughs> I was like, yo, that's so crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's he's a master on the mic. And I love listening to Tully too. Like even now, Tully. Like Tully's promos when he was with like FTR and when he talked to Sean Spears, like those were those were fun. But all of Tully's older work is like obviously Chef's Kiss. Yes, love me some Tully. <laughs> so let's get into this. A uh, few years in the business, like you've mentioned. So I need to know what's one of the hardest lessons you've had to learn. Sometimes it's 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 best to let bygones be bygones. Um, it's no secret. A couple of years ago, two thousand eighteen, um, I was at a I was so after Ground Zero closed down, I went to another promotion uh, that was owned and operated by one of your former guests, uh, Devor, Lord Ever Devore, um, and things just didn't end up you know, on the best of terms at the end of that. So just let bygones be bygones and let it go. I mean, I'm, I'm 25 years old now and maybe three years ago, I would have literally talked the same crap I was talking about, you know, how things went down, but I've 
try to grow and mature a little bit. So just let bygones be bygones. And if it let them continue to talk, and if they continue to talk, that's on them. You got to be the bigger person at the end of the day. So it is one of those things where it's like, as you like get older, you're always looking for like those, like one thing, like I always did when I was like, I want to say when I was younger, but when I was like in the military and I was like trying to figure shit out, uh, one thing like I used to, and I, not that I, this is a Christian show, right? But I used to always pay for, pray for patience. There we go. And eventually, like I, I remember, like hearing it one day from a friend of mine who was just like, "Dude, you don't pray for it. You pray for the opportunities for it, because that's what will help you grow." And right. uh, it was one of those things where, like, finally, I just started. I started asking for the opportunities, and boy, did I get them. And I had to like practice and just realize like, hey man, like some shit you're just not gonna be able to change. It's some shit you're just not gonna have any control over. And eventually, like if you keep letting it fester at you, it's just gonna eat you up and you're just not gonna ever be happy. So it's cool that you said, like, right? Like you're just gotta let bygones be bygones and just try to move on and keep it moving. Yeah, I mean it's I don't know, it's a lesson that you're gonna learn, you know, not only just in, in wrestling, but in life. It's I mean, people are gonna talk, they're gonna say what they wanna say. Uh, there's going to be people, I mean, it was, I'll say there was people before him and there, you know, there's people after him that, that continue to talk. Um, so it is what it is. You got to move on and, and, and keep doing your thing. And at the end of the day, if they're talking that they're talking for a reason. And if they're talking about you, it's because you obviously are doing something right that they're not doing. So I like it. Uh, so then I guess another question I'd love to ask is what kind of advice would you have for up and coming wrestlers? Oh gosh. <clears throat> well, first off, don't do any backyard BS <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. And I'm, like I said, I'm going to offend a couple people cause they're my friends. But, um, now that I've really took over the, the whole booking and, 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 the storytelling and all that stuff. Yeah, you might be my friend, but if you're coming to my show dressed in a pair of jeans, well, I'm sorry. If your wrestling gear is a pair of jeans that look like you got them from Hot Topic and a Walmart tank top, brother, I'm not booking you. Um, <laughs> sorry, like I'm not. Love you to death. You know, we might have rode the you know roads together for years, but I'm not booking you. Look like a wrestler. Um, get trained like a wrestler. Get trained by somebody that's legitimate. Um, I was, I'm not going to sit there and say that I had like a hundred percent wrestling training. No, I didn't. I had the training that I was needed to do. Um, and, 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 you know, that's it Mo- more. I did more business training than more physical training. Um, because I wasn't trying to be a wrestler. Uh, I le- honestly wasn't even trying to be a manager. I was kind of just thrown in that spot, um, because somebody missed the show. Um. Yeah, somebody missed the show. Uh, thank you, Phil Stamper. Um, so I love Phil. Phil loves me sometimes. I think. Gotta um, be careful about the president of wrestling because he will get you asked. <laughs> president of wrestling. He so funny story. And I might have it. Uh, I don't know where it's. Oh, there it is. We're gonna see how good my camera is. So, Phil was our commissioner at the time. And um, I was his deputy. Um, and so he 
I don't know. He, he couldn't make it to one show, so I took over. And he came back, and it was chaos. All oh, I, I done strip championships, and I got new new people that don't, you know, never seen before. So my punishment was I had to wear a maid's outfit. <laughs> so here's me wearing a maid's outfit. Oh, and by the way, our, our sponsor was Burger King. So, yes, that is a Burger King crown on my head. And I am sweeping the ring during intermission. Nice. Uh, so, so, Phil Stamper, you can never mind. We'll talk soon. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I didn't really have the, the, the physical training. I had more of a business training. And then, you know, when I was needed for that manager roles, okay, yes, I did. This is what I need to do. So, this is, you know, take the bump, da-da-da-da-da. So, Nice. So, bigger lesson learned. Always say yes. Don't say no. <laughs> Just <laughs> bro, I was so so nervous when they they said, "Oh, Phil's not here, so you're gonna do this, this, and this." And I'm like, "Bro, I've never spoken in front of a crowd before, and you're gonna sit there and tell me that I not only do I have one spot, but I have three spots. One of those being the main event on my first night. You're telling me I have to do this? Yeah. Okay. Yes, we're doing it." And, you know, that's how it started, and I'm hopefully still going. <laughs> well, it's funny because I know, like, for me, uh, I had worked in a six-man match at, uh, at another company, right? And I had – I was sitting I was sitting there listening, right? And everybody's talking about it, like, hey, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and you're going to do this, this, and this, and you're going to do this, this, and this, and then we're going to try to get this, this, and this accomplished. And, they're like, and I was like, they're like, what do you do? What are you going to hit? And I was like – Listen, I'm just uh, I'm and I go, I'm the greenest guy here. So I'm just kind of listening and just kind of like whatever you guys want me to do, I'll do. And one of the other veterans goes, no, we have seen you work numerous times in numerous places and you're not the greenest guy here. So you're going to do some stuff that you want to hit. <laughs> He's like, so what do you want to hit? And I was like, bet I got you. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're going to put some responsibility on you. And I was like bet <laughs> it's yeah. like, but I was like that's not what I expected at all in this conversation <laughs> no, no when I showed up to the show that I expected um, because when I literally tell you I did everything I was literally running sound at the same time while I'm sitting there trying to play commissioner at the same time so I'm literally hitting the stop button to run down to the ring which is a good 20 to 25 feet away from me to make this announcement and then run back and play the music for the second person. It's like, oh, great. You know, but I mean, I loved it. I was a little, like I said, I was a little nervous because I've never spoken in front of more than 40, 50 people. And the firehouse that we were in at the time would hold two to 300 people. So, yeah. Yeah. Little, uh, little Ronnie was a little nervous. <laughs> so, uh, seeing that you've had you run your own locker room as well as kind of been around a bunch of different locker rooms. I need one do and one don't of the locker room. Of the locker room itself? Yeah. One don't and I, I've I've noticed this in every single locker room that I've been in, whether it be classic pro or every other promotion I worked for. Don't leave your trash everywhere. Do not leave your trash everywhere because one, these buildings, they're not cheap. They're really not. And if the owner of the building is going to say, hey, if somebody's going to keep leaving the trash and you're not going to be able to come back, brother, if you cost me a building because of one water bottle, well, you're losing a booking. Like, 
Um, and then dues, you know, try to be try to be professional, try to be respectful, try to shake everybody's hand when you show up, you know, try to at least check in, you know, do the sign-in crap for the DPOR. Nobody likes doing that, but, you know, it has to be done. So, you know, that's it. Just be professional, be respectful. I mean, you might not like each other at the end of the day, but shake hands because I I, I don't – in my locker room, and I, I tell this to multiple guys, I don't have time for high school drama. If I wanted high school drama – I'd go down to the high, local high school and sit there and watch some theater class. Like, it's not for me, you know. I like it. That's all great advice, too, just like in life in general. So, I like it. Hey, uh, so, listen, those are all my heavy-hitting questions, but we do got to get into the best segment of the Three Count Podcast. And, you know, it used to be the Red Dogs Power Rankings, but, you know, I don't want to acknowledge that it's retired, and I won't acknowledge that it's retired yet. So, we're going to get into the Three Count Podcast, Ten Count Questions. Mr. DeVault, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. Whatever your answer is, that's your answer. Okay. So we're going to put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. <gasps> Bing! Oh. And here we go. SmackDown or Raw? SmackDown, Tribal Chief. <laughs> Favorite cartoon? Favorite cartoon? SpongeBob. PlayStation or Xbox? Xbox. Favorite movie? Ooh, uh, get out. I like it. Batman or Superman? Superman. Favorite actor? Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> uh, the Avengers or X-Men? The Avengers. Uh, favorite podcast? Favorite podcast. Three count. Right? It's not like we don't have this thing marketed everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. One person. Ethan Cross. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and last but not least, my favorite curse word to ask every single person who comes on the show. Favorite curse word. Well, does damn count? I mean, Ron Simmons says it all the time. So Ron says it all the time. Damn, damn is an appropriate word to put anywhere. There we go. <laughs> But, well, those are all my questions. So the last thing I need from you is to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. Uh, December 10th, I'll be in Hampton, Virginia for Next Up Pro Wrestling. Um, Classic Pro Wrestling is working on a a couple shows, um, hopefully soon. And C3W, I think I'll be allowed there, you know, after I get my jaw checked out, thanks to Moose. Um, But social media on Facebook, Ronnie Naval Jr., um, Instagram, the Million Dollar Mac Daddy, and Twitter at Mid Atlantic Moneymaker. Bet. There you go. He gave you all his handles. He's answered all these questions. No so you only know fans. what that means? No only. I said no only fans. No only fans. Yet. No only fans yet. Don't say no. I mean, he, if the money's right, the money's right. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hey, I tell people all the time, I was like, listen, here are my values. For the right price, these are my new values. Exactly. <laughs> I don't hide it anyway, but like every great part of a wrestling match, we got to take this home because this is the three count podcast presents now in ring and I'm your host Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. But like every good Sherpa, which I would like to think I am, it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. You see him right there. It is Ronnie Dayball Jr. And you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there or 
You're legitimately following us on all of our social media platforms. You're even subscribed to our YouTube channel. You're even following us on Spotify. You're giving us those five-star frog slash reviews on Apple Podcasts. You're buying our merch right here, okay? It's, it is. It's 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 just completely simple. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three-count podcast. You're telling all of your friends about us. You're sharing us out. You're even, like, leaving comments on all of our videos as fly as they are. You're doing all that stuff, or you're really just kind of waiting for this episode to end. You're waiting for the outro, and then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Give us a like, give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.